Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and tonight I have the honor to introduce to you Kimberly Joy Morgan. Guys, go get your journal. Write that name down because you are going to have to go and get her book, get on her site, because she's a phenomenal woman of the Lord with such expert knowledge to share with us. So I'm just I'm just so pleased to have Kimberly here. She's written Share the Joy. So Share the Joy, 52 weeks that we go through this process um, with you. I want to tell you I cheated a little bit and I actually got to the ninth month. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we'll talk about that later. Uh, Tell tell us a little bit about you. Tell the audience all about you. Okay. Well, I am... First, always say a child of God. That's main for me. So number one. And then I'm a wife and a mom. I have two little boys. Um, I've been married almost uh, 19 years and have just had a great marriage um, for those those 19 years. But I am also a health coach um, right now and life coach. I love what I get to do. I love the opportunity to speak into mostly women's lives about health and wellness and ways in which to change just simple things that can increase mm-hmm. energy. Um, you know, a lot of people suffer with digestive issues that they don't even know where they're coming from. And to be able to kind of like turn that light bulb on and have people say, oh my goodness, you know, um, I'm feeling better. I have more energy. My kids are healthier. Um, you know, this pain has gone away and they can live life with abundance and be able to really walk out their calling that God has for them because they're not dealing with sickness and illness is just a blessing. So I'm really, really happy that that's what I get to do. I'm also an author and a speaker as well. Um, and way, way back before kids, I was a professional actress. So that's kind of in a nutshell, a little bit about me. And that's a lot about you. <laughs> You're just this phenomenal presence, though, because when I go to your YouTube and I watch you, you're so personable. Oh, thank you. It's like you're it's like you're in the living room sitting there with me and I've got my big old clunky headphones on and my husband's watching his gaming stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm, You know, I'm checking in and seeing the support systems that you have. And so that's what I value about the book. It's like, I know the book came later in your journey Mm -hmm. um, and you've already had a lot of this going on in your life. And I love to hear the inspiration. I know it was a personal thing for you yes, uh, with your cousin. And I, and I understand that, you know, things like that can happen. And then you just, did you just feel this calling to move forward with the book and put it all together for people? I did. Yeah, it was definitely, um, you know, when you you have a cousin who's in his 50s, we all kind of really grew up close. It was six of us. I have um, a brother and a sister. And then my cousin, my dad's sister, um, had two boys and one girl. And so we were even, you know, it was like three girls, three boys. And we were, even though we were pretty far in age, I'm the youngest of everyone, um, we were just all very tight. And so to get that phone call, um, in May that he had passed away suddenly, it, it really hit us all pretty hard. Um, and I knew that he had had health challenges. Um, and I, we had spoken a lot of times, you know, you're the, the little cousin who, you know, knows information mm-hmm. and listen to me, but it was like, it was almost like it wasn't soon enough or we didn't have, you know, that opportunity to really talk before in some instances, some of the things that he had um, had gone on, had gone t- too far. Do you know what I mean? Right, so right. Well, like you, know, you say, this is like a, you know, the small steps, but mm-hmm. this is lasting change that just doesn't happen overnight. Like no. Not right. Yeah. Sometimes you just, your body, you know, as you've gone on through life and you've had lifestyles that you 
you take on and foods that you're eating and over time it can become you know too much to the system and mm-hmm. um you know i think we found out it's it was more the medication that he was taking for the illness that caused the sudden death as opposed to the actual illness itself yes and i've i've seen that happen in my own family mm-hmm. and that's what you're thinking you're doing exactly what a doctor tells you exactly and you had that same experience you talk about that a lot in the book about you know, what led you to dive deeper into your health? Yes. And that was basically what they thought was a sinus infection that I got. They gave me an antibiotic and I'm, you know, thinking everything's great. And I take the medication and I noticed, you know, I hadn't really taken antibiotics except for in my childhood. So I really didn't have any, you know, I was just living a a quote unquote normal life and everything was good. And I just, I remember my um, digestive system really taking a turn for the worst. And I had, Mm -hmm. um, horrible diarrhea. If everyone has ever heard of C. difficile, yes. um, it is a, uh, it, people die from it. I try to tell people it's not, it's very serious di- um, infection of your digestive system that happens when all the good and the bad bacteria is cleared out. And then what repopulates is bad bacteria. And, um, and with that, I, I just knew something was wrong and that was it, but it came from the antibiotic. And so people have to be very mindful when they're taking antibiotics, um, that that's not something that's happening. And if it does, how to rebuild your digestive system after that happens. So, yeah. And my husband is, um, huge about probiotics. Yes. We have the probiotics. We take them each. Mm -hmm. We don't take them every day, but we Mm -hmm. take them each week Mm -hmm. just to try to keep a check on everything. Mm -hmm. Um, with, so with your health, so you said professional actress and then, so of course you were, you know, then transitioning over into health coach. Correct. So that health coach kind of came out of the illness. What happened from, from Mm -hmm. that, you know, I, I literally had two, um, babies within less than two years. And so, uh, for that, it was like my, my world had changed. I, was my oldest was nine months when I ended up getting C. diff. And so at that point, it was uh, trying to figure out what was going on with my digestive system. And as I started learning, because it, we weren't living 12, 13 years ago in the land of gluten-free and mm-hmm. probiotics, and it wasn't known the way that right. it is now. Right. Um, and so I asked my doctor at the time, and it was kind of like, oh, yeah, eat some yogurt. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, what kind yep. of yogurt? You know, I wanted to know details, and nobody was giving me, like, adequate information. And that was before, you know, the craze of health coaches and everything online that you could find out. So I just really started digging. My husband, thankfully, had a really good friend who yeah. was... You said he was a chiropractor and he knew about gluten. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And so, I mean, and, and a lot more. He's a lot more than just a chiropractic doctor. He's trained in so many. He has more degrees behind his name than I, I think any person that I know um, is very, very educated and so, you know, kind of really helped me understand some of the nuances. And then I just was able to kind of fly from there. Um, and what transpired was that as people started to see my health change, mm-hmm. I kind of was living out loud on, you know, social media, just, just, right. to, just as we all do. And people were like, can you help me with that? Can you help me with that? And so then I was like, well, I think I need to go back to school to really t- technically help people with this. So <laughs> that's you know- what I decided to do. I talk about a lot how God brings people into our lives mm-hmm. right in the moments. Like your husband's friend was so instrumental, yes. you know, steering you in those paths. And then, you, then you've got support systems. Then you have people that are watching you and encouraging you. Yes. And then is that when you realized, okay, this is the calling. When you started seeing other people kind of wanting to join in on this lifestyle change with you. I think it was, I think it was when I really started, it was in 2015, a program called Gut Check 21, which mm-hmm. I still do to this day and it's online. Um, and I really started seeing, I, I, I had no clue that people wanted to do it. So I kind of taken this free course on how to create online courses. Right. And I remember someone saying, sell it or, or yeah, sell it before you create it to see whether or not people want it. And I did, it was a very minimal cost. I was just kind of trying to see, you know, and I had over a hundred people sign up. Awesome. Yeah, because health is, we're so in today's world, we want the right knowledge. Exactly. And we've been burned before, Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. we've had negative experiences, and we want people we can trust. We want, we want to see results. Correct. (laughs) And so, (laughs) so if you had a following there, 
you know, that just lets you know how the spirit is guiding those people to you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Completely agree. And that was really what transpired for me and helped me to realize that this was really where God wanted me to go. Um, And then when I went back to school, that just opened. I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition out of New York City and um, learned so much in that program, got my certification and really from that point on, I haven't, you know, looked back at all and God has just continued to open doors. And then, like I said, with the book, it just continues mm-hmm. to unfold. And I, there's a, there's something that you had wrote on your um, website that I mm-hmm. love. And it's that, you know, that not everyone in the world has the money to be able to go out or the resources to be able to go out and get a health coach. Correct. And that with share the joy, it is simply that sharing the joy of health and well-being with people that that can start to make a lot of these changes. Fifty-two weeks, you know, you know, really doing it, digging in, and doing that through your book. If they're not able to go out and you know get nutritionists and trainers and and you know, and I have people that I work with and and they they have a lot of those resources available to them. Mm-hmm. And then I have other people that I know in my circle and they're just trying to figure out what's the next thing that can, what can they do? Mm-hmm. And that's sense. where I love that you come from an honest place like that. Like you have realistic expectations and that's why you provide the free resources. You provide the online courses, you do the health coaching. You have it all to, to, to hit all walks of life, beginners, everywhere you know what I'm saying like that that, that's mm -hmm. special to me that that resonates with me personally because because I would have people that I could say pick up this book this is a start go to her site when you have the time you know learn more research more Mm -hmm. and then invest with her you know what I'm saying thank you yes and that then really that's the biggest thing is that I never want health and wellness to be um, out of reach for anyone. We should all be able to have access to it. And, and the internet, yes, we do. If somebody can get to, you know, a computer, or, but it's, it, you're trying to decipher through the noise. What's, what's real? What should I do? And when you're new to this, especially if you've never heard of bone broth before or kombucha or right. EMFs, yep. and you're like, well, what is it? I, I never wanted the chapters, even in my book, to be really long because every chapter in my book could literally be a book in and of know. itself. But I love it when you say, I don't want to bore you right now and put you to sleep. If yes. you want to keep going with this, keep going. But I'm exactly. going to cut to the chase. I'm going to tell you what you need for a lifestyle change. Like you say that like a couple of times. <laughs> I do. And that makes me smile because I'm like, go girl, let's go. Let's what's the bottom. And I love it when you do like the bottom line. Thank at you. The end of the chapters. It's like, yeah, refresh my memory one more time because this is what I've got to hold on to. Exactly. And I actually came from a mentor of mine. She's um, an executive coach to, um, you know, just really the C-suite. And she said, you know, there's so many people that want to read a book and want to change their wellness. But she said, Give me the bottom line because I might not even be able to read the two pages that you have. But if you tell me what I need to do for the week, I can do that. And I think that that was the, you know, I really enjoyed that she said that. And I think people, people appreciate it because if they like, you know what, I can't read it all, but I can at least read what that is. So I think people will also appreciate the journaling. Now Mm -hmm. I'm huge about journaling and reflective practice. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a part of like coaching teachers you know we're always you know in my coaching role with educators we're always talking about while you're reflective write it down Mm -hmm. process it take those times get you a quiet spot and really reflect on your teaching practice or your mindset or Mm -hmm. you know your why you know we're doing that and so when you have that in the book that's how I set up my challenge devotionals I always lead them with you know spiritual guided questions Mm -hmm. and at each chapter the way Kimberly has the book set up, y'all, it's like you have questions that you do at the very beginning of the week, like the start of the week. And then you go to the end after you finish that week, then you reflect again. And I think that that's wonderful to document people, to have them document their journey. Mm-hmm. Exactly. When you take it and you, and I know that sometimes we just take information, but when you really process, how do I feel about yes. this? What, you know, why do I have anxiety? Because some people are like, oh, yeah, water's no big deal. But then all of a sudden when they get to the sleep chapter, they're like, I'm really, I'm really struggling this week. And well, why? what's of, happening? Speaking mm-hmm. of the sleep chapter. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you now, you're going to laugh. I, maybe you won't. You'll feel sorry for me. Well, I'm going to tell you, I have been doing something wrong for the past six months. And okay. that's 
that's what I talk about when you talked about a while ago about getting on the internet and I'm, I kind of did a hmm. Mm-hmm. I kind of said that under my breath because I have had issues with migraines mm-hmm. for quite a while. Mm-hmm. So we do the Young Living oils. I mm-hmm. love Young Living. You talk about that in your book too. And you also, you also have that on your website. So uh, we're huge proponents of Young Living. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't even do it to the extent that I need to. And your book is helping me with that. Good. So thank Excellent. you for that. Oh, but you're me, welcome. Okay, now I'm derailing. Let me go back to the sleep. So when I got to the sleep, I know that I have an issue with that. And I do have a lack of energy. I am mm-hmm. tired, even though I'm doing vitamins. And um, to come to find out, six months ago, I read an article about magnesium mm-hmm. and the benefits of magnesium. So I'm the, I'm the first one to go, oh, it's a vitamin. Oh, I can do this. So I grabbed my magnesium and I started taking it daily um, with my migraine medicine mm-hmm. every day. Take a magnesium when I wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem with that. When is, you wake up, you, you take. Oh, you yes, just, ma'am. Okay. Morning. Yes, ma'am. Okay. yes, ma'am. So that's where that's where I'm trying to tell you, Kimberly, where <laughs> the Internet. So for six straight months. Oh my. I have been taking magnesium. 500 milligrams, which was probably way too much. Mm -hmm. In the morning. Wow. Right before going to work. My, my. Mm. Now, (laughs) now that's where when I was reading your book, I said, Lord, if nothing else, thank you, Jesus, Mm -hmm. for letting me know that I was actually supposed to be taking this mess at night. Yes. Yes. And so that's where the value of having experts in the field to guide you matters. Mm -hmm. Because you can see that I read something. Exactly. I read a piece of information. Mm-hmm. that sparked my knowledge point to, oh, I need to buy this. Mm-hmm. But then I didn't continue to research or I didn't ask an expert or, or look further into it. And I've been taking it in the morning, which now my husband goes, well, no wonder you're feeling all relaxed and then get really tired and then you need a nap. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, my gosh. So, so since your book, I for a couple of days and Mm -hmm. then I started taking it at night and how are you sleeping and I maybe last night and I'm not saying this just to like toot your horn or anything but I slept so well and Mm -hmm. I told my husband I'm like now you know I'm about to get on this podcast and I'm gonna say this but it's true I'm like really and I need to research my sleep patterns and that's what I think your book does too like Mm -hmm. I know you've got realistic expectations for your readers like, I know you understand that, you know, we're a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. Right? I am we're too. I am too. Work in I, we all are, including myself. So, yes. And so, I love your tone. And you held in the laugh when I told you I had been taking it in the morning. And you were like, oh, in the morning? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm going to laugh at myself. But I think you understand that realistically, you know, we're out, all of us, you know, trying our best, hopefully. To, to make positive changes and then we just might get this wrong piece of information it can mess us up correct and the, the thing about the wellness industry and, and how is that there's so it's the one science that it's not one like it, it, there's no true law and that's the problem a lot of times people don't understand is that they are biochemically unique there is something called bio individuality and mm-hmm. you know that piece of information that's great for for you might be detrimental for me. Exactly. And, then, and then there are some things though that, you know, knowing that magnesium actually triggers melatonin in the body <laughs> to, you know, that that would be something we would want to do later in the evening as opposed to in the morning. Yeah. So, so thank you, Kimberly, for that. <laughs> thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Oh, you're welcome. And I'm hoping that my sleep will continue because, you know, I live such a busy life like mm-hmm. all of us do. Mm-hmm. And sleep matters. It does. It really does. And it's... and it changed, like, it actually changed my outlook today on my Tuesday. I just, I felt more refreshed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still, you know, in the afternoon was a little lethargic and I had to get my nap. I had to get my little nap in and mm-hmm. I had to recharge a little bit before homeschooling. But, you know, I'm saying hopefully over time with me doing a lot of these things the right way, mm-hmm. you know, I will continue to see, you know, increased levels of energy and just better wellness overall. 
Yes, I believe you will. I, I do. do too. I mm-hmm. do too. So thank you for that. Thank You're you for welcome. sharing the joy. Yay. Um, there is going back to like reflective practice. That's mm-hmm. something that I hope people don't skip over. And I as well. I hope that, that especially even the intro to the book, when I had several questions right. and there's something also called the circle of life I and the circle of importance, it. those are things that a lot of times people will gloss over and say, oh, okay, I'll get back to it. But they don't understand that that's the real work. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why um, I want to tell people is that there's four areas of primary food that we learned about when we were at school and IIN really make a huge difference as to your career your relationships, your physical activity, and your spirituality, if those things aren't in alignment and you are um, out of balance there, I, like I, I shy away from the word balance. I oh, I, I already have already have to talk to you about harmonious. Yes. Like I, yeah, we're going to go there. <laughs> okay. But, but in that place of being, you know, that harmonious place of life, then you find yourself eating, drinking, doing the things that are going to continue to bring life to you. Mm-hmm. Um, And so one of those things that I think that people, they'll skip over that and then they think, well, why isn't this what I call secondary food practice, like not eating gluten or not doing, you know, sugar or or Mm -hmm. things like that, not working for me, but they have not taken the time to do the self-reflection of their primary food and how nourishing Mm -hmm. or how detrimental that food is to their bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then they find themselves in this cycle that they can't get out of. But once they realize their fulfillment in in food comes, um, you know, from their what I call soul food. Right. That that they will then be able to, to, to conquer some of those secondary food battles. And that's, so the, in my book, I'm publishing a YA contemporary fiction in the uh, September, okay. and the name of the restaurant is the Soul Food Restaurant. There you go. And it. it's all about the, you know, the food of the spirit. You mm-hmm. know, all about what we need to do to take care of other people. It has nothing to do with the food in that diner. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with Joe's pancakes. Yes. It's about the feeling that you are in that environment, and with, we don't take care of our own environment, and mm-hmm. we don't take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know. Then the when the food comes, we're going to use it as a crutch, as a feel good moment, mm-hmm. you know, and we're just going to keep feeding ourselves with these toxins and this poison. And what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, correct, correct, yes. So, <laughs> so I'll tell you, like, with you spending, you said you spent eight years, like, just self educating yourself. I did. Mm-hmm. And looking back, though, thinking about like your education, you went to Chapel Hill. So, you know, I'm from North Carolina. So you're, you're right here near the Tar Heels with me. Um, so, you know, looking back at that, do you wish like earlier on that you would have went the nutrition route? Like my son is actually considering, um, majoring in nutrition. Mm -hmm. Um, have you, have you ever looked back and said, gosh, I wish I would have done that. Or do you see how you taking your communications degree really helped you at this point? Oh, I, yeah, I would never take my communication degree mm-hmm. or my acting away from, from the part of my story. That, um, that time in my life um, was absolutely amazing. I was really able to uh, just hone in on developing characters. And mm-hmm. I've, part of my journey right now uh, is speaking, you know, in public and right, doing right. videos and mm-hmm. being able to feel comfortable on an interview, um, any, in any particular way, to, whether it be television, podcast, radio. And I feel like that communication degree has helped me in every aspect of so. my career right now, as opposed to just kind of being in this like nutrition bubble and not knowing anything else. And I really also feel as if I had gone that route because um, a lot of people ask me, well, why don't you go get your medical degree? And I said, because honestly, I'm, I'm, I have nothing against Western medicine at all. And I, I have right. friends who are doctors and I believe we are to see doctors. I tell people all the time, it's a hand in hand situation, but I know the constraints that they have to work under. And mm-hmm. I don't want those constraints. I want to be able to help coach people in the way that I do. And I feel like if I had gone that route for more of a registered dietitian or a nutritionist, I think my views would be a bit um, jaded 
in in a in spun in a different way that I'm not necessarily wanting as a part to go, of it. Right. Yeah, to go that But way. your passion is clearly there. Like oh, yeah. it is so there that there's no doubt in my mind that what you're doing is changing lives. And not just like the lives of, you know, your family and your immediate circle, but everybody that picks up your book, everybody that takes one of your learning courses or finds you on YouTube and just happens to stumble across however they find you right out there in the social media world. Mm -hmm. Like it's that changing lives and then being able to speak Jesus at the same time. Exactly. And that's, and that I'm never apologizing for that. Never. Some people people say, oh, you know, you take, you have that on the front of your website. And I was like, because here's the deal. Mm -hmm. I work with people of all different backgrounds, religions, um, Mm -hmm. sexual preferences, everything. I have clients across the board. Right. But here's the deal is that if you know who I serve and you still want to work with me, then we can work together. That's but if, right. But if you don't know, and then it beca- it's going to become an issue. So I'm like, I'm going to put it right out there up front. Yep. And if we're good, if you're good with it, I'm good with it. And we are going to, you know, and move on in love the way that right. it is. So that's how I am. For sure. I'm a hundred percent in one accord with you on that. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I feel completely the same way. Yes. And one of the reasons I kind of knew what your answer was going to be. I wasn't trying to trick you in that one mm-hmm. about if you could go back mm-hmm. because, but here's what I hear a lot. I hear, People say, well, if I could have just went back and and received um, taking creative writing classes or if I could have just, you know, had a degree in English, if I could have went this route, if I could have spent more time earlier on, but I got this certain degree instead. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to spend their life doing that going back. Wish I could. No, I want them to see how whatever that was in that moment in their time was meant to be on their walk so then Mm -hmm. they can build them to where they are. They may have a unique experience that can bring a situation, a character to life. You know, a scene could be, you know, fuller and richer because of some experience they had in a Mm -hmm. moment of their life in that, you know, career or in that degree. And so I wasn't trying to trick you, but I often hear that a lot. And I want so many people to know, don't do that. You know, like change your mindset about that. Keep moving forward. And, and even though, like I told you about, oh, I made a mistake with magnesium, mm-hmm. you know, six months ago. Oh, I wish I'd have learned my lesson. Well, now I got a funny story to tell about it. And now That's I know, right. Now I know it's better to uh, read, share the joy <laughs> and find <laughs> out what I really need to be doing instead mm-hmm. of wasting my time. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. It just gives validity to, to, to understanding having guides and coaches and things like yes. that. Of course. But it's also, I also say to people, you never really want to discredit that experience that you went through, even if it was meaning like a, the career choice that you made, because I was, I was a consultant for a huge firm coming out of UNC Chapel Hill. And while that was not my calling, I knew from the minute I got into it, I will never despise those two and a half years that I spent with that company because I learned so much about business. Right. Every, everything that you're doing, whether you know that it's supposed to be that that's where I am um, long-term or not, it's that that is where you were supposed to be to learn a particular uh, point for and your life to, move, to still get that you mm-hmm. can use, you know, moving forward. And so um, I agree with you completely on that one is that, you, you know, and, and a lot of people will spend, I don't know if you've ever read the book, Big Magic before, um, but no. that, that book actually, she spoke about how writers will say, okay, I need to go back and do this. And she's like, no, you just need to write. That's like, right. Like That's it's, right. it's the process of going into something or, or health coaches that are like, well, I need to get one more degree. I was like, well, why? You, you, it, your experience, what you can do, there is always someone that you can inspire. I say that to everyone, like someone who's, <sighs> who's 400 pounds, there's someone who's 700 pounds. That, that 400 pound person is an inspiration to that 700 pound person. Exactly. So we negate the fact that even in our quote unquote brokenness or that we don't have something that there is someone who is in a worse situation than we are and we can be their inspiration. So if we start to look at life that way, that you don't have to have another degree, you don't have to have, it was good. I felt like I needed to go back and get a certification just because oh, yeah, I wanted to learn. Specialized services. Exactly. Yes, right. but, it, but, it, but the place that I, I was coaching people before I got my certification. Right. I was, I mean, meaning I was helping them along their journey. When I started Gut Check 21, that first program with a hundred people, I didn't have my, I just knew what I was doing to change my life. And I knew what I had researched. And I said, I'm going to help people by 
putting it into a packaged form of a 21 day whole foods detox. Right. And I knew I could do that. And then when I went back to school, of course it became more robust and it, mm-hmm. you know, grew and things like that. But in the beginning, you can still help people and you can still coach people without feeling like you, you, you have to have an umpteen number of degrees. And inspire. I love it. Inspire people. Like mm-hmm. every time I close out, you know, the podcast, you know, write something inspiring and then share it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. We have a voice. God has given us a calling for this work Correct. and we can't like shy away from that. Mm-hmm. And that's where we have to step out in that boldness. And I see you doing that. And I see you like with your website, you know, you have the blog, you have your store. And so I'm, I'm going to get me one of those t-shirts. Oh, yeah. I'm just letting you know, <laughs> I'm ordering me a t-shirt. Um, but how, like, so I want to say, like, how do you balance it all? And now I can't use that word with you. So yeah, I'm gonna, no. <laughs> I'm crossing it out. Um, you know, you talk about living harmoniously. Mm-hmm. And last week I made two podcast episodes and it's finding the character balance. And mm-hmm. I made another podcast and I was using the word balance. And then I read your book and I'm like, okay, there we go, Kimberly. You've given me something else. Mm-hmm. But you know, you're right. Like, <laughs> You're well, right, because a small word like that, like people would say that's a small word. Mm-hmm. It's a mindset shift mm-hmm. that if we pull in that, you talk about the arrangement. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to tell you, and I don't want to do spoiler alerts because you guys have got to go get the book. But um, I really like that, that one piece. If you could talk about that. How did you go from balance to harmony? Well, I think it was when God gave me the revelation that, Balance means that things are even, that they are, that there's like, you know, you think about scales and the scales are balanced and they're, they're, there's equal weight in, in both places, right? Like that, that there's something that's balanced. Like I don't necessarily want equal weight in my life between my gym activities and spending time with my family. Mm -hmm. I don't, but I do want harmony. I want everything to be able to gently fit together in a way like a beautiful song or an arrangement, um, you know, of music that's melodic. That's how I want my life to kind of, and sometimes that is, you know, that it's sometimes it's, it's harmonious and other times it's not. I'm like I said, I am a work in progress. Um, but I find myself when I am more out of balance or not able to spend time the way that I want to in different areas, um, that, I'm not eating the way that I know that I should, or I'm, I'm, you know, feeling this, the angst inside. Mm -hmm. And so when you shift that word to saying, I'm looking for harmony, Mm -hmm. now you're seeing how can these pieces intricately fit together so that it works as opposed to, I'm trying to give this, this hour, this, this hour and compartmentalize everything so that it kind of like, is this, this balanced life because that's it and that is in my opinion looking for perfection oh and we it's all hard know to that maintain. perfection is, and it's very hard to maintain and because then you once, start feeling like okay well i'm not gonna do it it's mm-hmm. not working and then you'll really start chunking away exactly. pieces of that that mm-hmm. you should have just had to find a new arrangement for i agree completely and i love that so i'm quoting you right now you called it like pleasing arrangements mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because that's where i think we live in the joy mm-hmm when we feel pleased, when we know that this might not work exactly the way we thought it was going to work, but hey, we can rearrange it. Exactly. And let's find joy in what we have in this moment. Exactly. So I think it's like living in moments. It is. And, and it's also looking at your life as far as what it is right now. Because when my great, when my, my boys were five and three and they didn't have to be at school until 930, you know, waking up in the morning and reading my Bible and, you know, not having to rush to do something is a lot different than now that they have to be on a bus at 7.15 in the morning. And what does that look like? So am I going to get upset because my mornings don't look like they used to look? Or do I now find a different way of arranging the day so that I'm still able to get my study time in, but it's at a different time? And, and that, that becomes harmonious for me as opposed to being rigid and stuck in this has to happen this particular way. And talking about the morning routine. Mm-hmm. So we can get stuck in how maybe we used to be a long mm-hmm. time ago. Cause mm-hmm. now so I'm going to be 44 this year. And I can remember way back in the day, I used to be able to stay up all night. Mm-hmm. I used to write 
um, I used to be very productive in the, the evenings and late at night. Well, as I've grown older, I have researched myself <laughs> and I have found out that I am way more productive early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like my just my whole rhythmic patterns have pretty much taken on a new life. Mm-hmm. And by me researching that and actually, you know, trying it. And at first I was like, wait a minute, you mean I'm going to have to get up at five in the morning in the summertime when I don't have to be at school mm-hmm. I'm off for two months? Can I sleep till 10 or 11? That was so unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I decided last year that I was watching a lady on YouTube, Erica James, and she's a local lady um, in North Carolina. And she was saying, you know, power women, they're five o'clock. I'm like, oh, I want to be one of these power women. I'm going to do it. And, you know, I set my clock to five and sometimes it was 530. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was 545. Mm-hmm. But I was really making those positive steps of getting up, studying my Bible, mm-hmm. writing out my journaling goals for the day. Mm-hmm. And I was attacking that stuff last summer. I was so productive. It was like I could I took a whole year's worth of writing mm-hmm. and made it work in the summer just by rearranging my time. Mm-hmm. And I realized, wow, I feel better about this. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can accomplish more and I'm more successful. And so I saw where you do the, you know, you do that early morning routine. Mm-hmm. I think that that's something that we all really need to research and investigate because we still might be holding on to, oh, I'm a night owl. You mm-hmm. might not be a night owl anymore. <laughs> well, the, part of the piece of it is also that we just, we have created with light um, a false sense of a longer day. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, because, you know, if you think about before all of this, you know, technology and even just even the creation of the light bulb. There was candlelight. And so at a certain time when the sun went down, it was like, okay, what, what, is the, what else is there to do? I mean, a lot of times people would go to bed at earlier in the evenings. And so then you would rise in the early morning because you've had enough sleep. But we are now not sleeping the way that we need to. So we, our bodies are sleep deprived. And also if you have issues with you know, adrenal fatigue, you'll find yourself up past 10 o'clock and then you have a second wind so you're not even tired until one o'clock in the morning right um and so that can become a habit and a pattern for people that they don't realize that their bodies are just under constant stress and so that's why that that sleep is you know early in month one we have to talk about it because without that health isn't you can't even really go on to the other practices without understanding the importance of that Right. And that's where, you know, I love about researching, researching yourself. Like you said, everybody, you know, is different. Even when you get to the chapter on supplements, Mm -hmm. you say, you know, research supplements that are right for you. Mm -hmm. You know, I have, you know, a talk on my website. I can talk you through it. I can help you as a coach through it. But, you know, researching who we are Mm -hmm. and where we are. And, and then figuring out what we can do to move forward mm-hmm. with making like these small changes. Like, so there's pink salt in my cabinet. Good. There's, there's lemons in my refrigerator. Go ahead. Cause I'm telling you like small things like that over time, mm-hmm. I know that they're going to make lasting positive changes. They, they do. Mm-hmm. And it's stuff that, you know, you might pick it up here and there. Like my husband's like, um, yeah, what about the pink salt? Have you decided to, to switch over? Because I have high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. I'm on medication. He's, he's like, well, you know, we got to get this stuff under control. And I have a, you know, I have, I'm 125. It's not that I'm overweight. Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know, I am predisposed. My genetic makeup, my whole family, like you talk about that too. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're battling these genetics and what can we do Um to really start to make these lifestyle changes and make it work mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm having to be a model for my boys. Yes, exactly. And I know you talk about your sons and I have a 16 year old and 11 year old and, you know, I'm trying to model for them, you know, let's get what, you know, let's do more water. Um, I bought them new water bottles last week mm-hmm. <laughs> because I wanted them to have like big old matching water bottles. And, but Solomon is so cool. My 16 year old. And he's listening to, you know, podcasts and he's reading and he's, he has taken two nutritional courses uh, online awesome. through homeschool. Yeah. Because so he just likes it. He just 
wants to learn more. He mm-hmm. wants to study more. He's like, oh, yeah, Mama, does she do the paleo diet? I'm like, son, you probably needed to be a guest speaker on this podcast, <laughs> Mama, because you have a Because he does. He has just a lot more general knowledge mm-hmm. about nutritional practices and diet and exercise. And he does uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. So he's all into um, that health world and, and fitness. Um, and so, like, with them, I'm so proud of them. Because when we go to the store, Solomon's picking up the labels. Yes. He's looking. So they're going grocery shopping with me every Sunday. And it's my 16-year-old who's kind of like monitoring us. That's good. (laughs) I love it. I I adore it. Because, you know, for me, it's like, okay, I love Cocoa Krispies. Let me go grab that. Mm -hmm. You know, and he's Mm -hmm. like, mama, but look at some of these alternate choices that we could do. That's right. And, And so now, now my baby is watch my, I call him my baby, but um, and, um, <laughs> my little is watching his, his 16 year old brother mm-hmm. who he highly respects mm-hmm. and he's seeing him doing these, you know, lifestyle you know, moves mm-hmm. in the store and just in our discussions. And so it's, it's a whole family. It's a, it's like a family team. Mm-hmm. You've got to build it in your house. You cannot be the only one battling this alone because it'll make it so hard. That's the truth. I agree with you on that one. And so how, how do you get like your whole, did your family always like, did your husband always um, support you hundred percent with the health and with the nutrition and, and reading the labels and the gluten and everything? Or was it harder for him or, or did you guys do this as, um, you know, I'm team in, I'm in it. <laughs> well, I believe that just because everybody, like I said, is biochemically unique and mm-hmm. different and certain things may be bad for me, but not right. bad for them. So we make collective decisions. Um, anything that, that the that the word of God said we weren't supposed to eat, we took out of our diet. So, right. and we believe in the, the front books just as much as we believe in the, the New Testament and the Old Testament. So mm-hmm. we looked at what was there and there was a reason why and there's science that backs up what God was saying. So as a whole and a family, that was one of the things. Now, when it comes to like gluten, my family will eat gluten, but okay. I don't. Um, and so that's, and that was a lot from your CDS and yes, correct. The, the problems that you were having medically where they might not have had those. Exactly. Symptoms, right. Exactly. And so that's what I love about what you're saying is because even though we have to be a team, we also have to compromise, Correct. you know, with this, you know, cooperative environment, we have to learn the give and the take. And then, you know, because ultimately bottom line, we're going to be our healthy best self. Exactly. And I think the biggest thing is that I, I, I have, and I try to help my children to understand my husband included is that when you look at labels and I say, you count, count chemicals, not calories. Mm -hmm. And if you cannot pronounce, yes, don't need them. You don't need it. And so I want to tell you, I have a friend who is uh, a health coach. She's a nutritionist Mm -hmm. and she came to speak at our high school. And have you been in high schools yet? I have not had an opportunity. I've gone to elementary schools to talk to the teachers, but not to the students yet. Well, can I give you a challenge and ask you to pray over that? Okay. uh, For opportunities in this area, because I want to tell you why. Okay. Um, So this is from just a personal experience that happened with us. I work at uh, medical sciences high school. Mm -hmm. So a part of ours is, you know, health and wellness is one of our sustainable goals. Yes. So the students have a month of that, that we're trying to incorporate, but it's not just that one month. There should be, you know, an incorporation of well-being throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I reached out to a health coach that was local um, and she came to the school and she did a presentation and she gave them a long list and she called up a student with a microphone and the student was trying to read off the labels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Everybody was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad they didn't give me the mic. <laughs> no, right? Exactly. It was crazy. And mm-hmm. this was an advanced AP student up mm-hmm. there trying to get through this, you know, just this crazy chemicals. And mm-hmm. then at the end, she was like, okay, now um, I want you to read out the next list of ingredients. And then if it was to make homemade bread. Mm-hmm. And the, everybody was like, whoa, what is it? And then, you know, she did that. She passed around how much sugar and you know, was in Cokes. Cokes and yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she let them look at the bags and let them hold it and mm-hmm. just actually visually see it. At the end of her hour presentation, mm-hmm. students were coming up. Can I, you know, do you have that book that you were recommending? Could I maybe borrow that for a project? Mm-hmm. And they were coming to me after. I love that talk. I'm really going to start, you know, to look at, you know, 
exercise more. I'm going to really start to look at labels more. And mm-hmm. she made a profound effect. You know, there was 300 students in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, you're not going to hit all teenagers. But there's but many enough. of them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Many of them. And here's why. Many teenagers are now becoming cognizant of family issues. Mm-hmm. They're seeing elders in their families passing away. Mm-hmm. They're seeing their family close to them having diabetes or high blood pressure or strokes or heart attacks and, and rising rates of obesity. And they're witnessing all of this. And I think that the, the youth today are very eager for this knowledge. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I agree completely. I, I do work with um, kids in the summertime through a program called Mill Village Farms, and the kids actually work on the farm, and we work with a local restaurant, and so I teach them about macros and all the same things, sugar, and show them the same thing about, you know, you go get a big gulp or do something like that, and how much is actually in there suspended, Um, and and so I absolutely love working with that age group, so I will definitely keep that in prayer and look for opportunities to get involved in the school systems. Because I think the the schools are so you know, eager to provide resources and they might not be the experts. And mm-hmm. so, of course, you know, you have, we have our coaches there. We have people that are our athletic trainers and we have um, our fitness classes. We have our foods classes that do a lot of that now mm-hmm. out of their curriculum. But then we have teachers that are also in there going, wait, I want to coach. And then at the end we had, you know, an English teacher running up going, can I get your card? I really mm-hmm. need a health coach. I feel like I can trust you. <laughs> can yes. you hook me up? And so she was just getting clients right then. Like, mm-hmm. what can you do for me? Oh, I can go into your house and I can look inside your cabinets and we can talk about alternates and all exactly. This. So that passion, you know, that you have, and I'm not saying that that's the next step for you. I'm just saying I can just see the youth really responding to you and really hearing what you have to say and imagining those lifestyle changes. The next time they walk into a convenience store, they're going to grab the bottle of water. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get all the sugary junk. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to get the big bags of chips and all mm-hmm. the, you know, everything that, that they're so used to consuming Mm -hmm, exactly uh, because they just need to hear Mm -hmm. the right way. Mm -hmm. They just need to have that. I I hate to say it like that little wake up call, Exactly. you know, like I have to have my wake up call. That's why I needed share the joy. Like Mm -hmm. I have it myself (laughs) as, you know, as a woman, I needed Mm -hmm. you and and God brought me to you at the perfect time. Awesome. He did. I truly believe it. it. And so tell me like, what do you see? What's next for you? Because with the book, the book, tell me what you're planning on doing, like with the marketing and do you have any tips for authors out there when they're putting out their books? Cause your whole layout is just spectacular from cover uh, to chat to, I will say to month nine, because I haven't, <laughs> but, um, and I did cheat by going farther ahead than I should have. But, um, but tell me like the process for you, like what kind of tips could you share with our author audience out there? Of course. Um, number one, I always say you have to write. I, you know, the book was written in four months, literally from the start to the publishing date. Um, but that was because I had a very, aggressive timeline in the sense that I, I had to write two chapters a day, no fail. I didn't care if it was good. I just had to write two chapters a day. So I always tell people just write, like get your words and your thoughts out. Um, but then the other part that I would really say is, um, everybody has a tribe. I mean, whether it's a large tribe or a smaller tribe, it really doesn't matter, but involve them in the process. Mm -hmm. Because as I started asking questions, like you could go back, I have actually a share the joy Facebook group and it's open to people who have the book and but before the book was published it was open to people who were interested in the book right right and so I would ask them questions about do you like this 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 cover or this cover do you like you know this font or that like in there were there were things that I was doing to really get their opinion because I needed some some help in making decisions but it was also what happens is now people have a vested interest it's their book they're, yeah. they're like, I helped put this book together as opposed to Kimberly just presented this to me. And so um, that's one of the biggest things that I would say is involve the people who love you in the process mm-hmm. and people along the way and say, hey, this is what's going on, because then they become your talking point. The other thing that I would say is early readers. So 
it's great to say, hey, to those same people in that tribe, would you, would you mind reading the book? Because what happens is you say, for, for a sneak peek of the book, you know, in, in its draft form, I'll send it to you. You know, you do your disclosure statement and you say to them, would you write a review? So, mm-hmm. then, so then you keep those reviews. And then when you actually publish your book, especially if you're doing it on Amazon, you send them the link to purchase the book and say, would you just post what you wrote to me? ahead of time and you give it to them so they don't have to do it in the moment. Right. That was, that was oh. one of the things that I found was really brilliant because I, I started out in like one week with over, I think it was like 12 or 13 reviews, which was nice because it is. You, you're not just sitting out in la la land with no reviews. And it's hard. It's mm-hmm. really hard to get that front push mm-hmm. of the book. Um, and so that's like the launch team, like, so my story is, is similar with building the, the launch team that I have for Sweet Potato Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was originally um, supposed to be published in April, but then the publication date, thank the Lord, was moved. And I, okay. I'm very grateful for that because mm-hmm. at first it was going to be ebook. Then my publishers decided, no, we're going to do ebook and paperback. Amen. Okay. Amen. Um, mm-hmm. And so they moved that date, but I really believe it was for me to really establish my tribe, really mm-hmm. to establish that group. So I created that Facebook group and I had a podcast about it, you know, just how the process was and mm-hmm. how I picked my Sparrow team. And um, because the song is his eyes on the Sparrow is through the book. And awesome. Um, and so, you know, I picked my Sparrow team and they're in it with me right now. Like look over my media kit. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sending you know, each Sunday. I give them an update. And I'm like, this is where I'm at right now in the process. Mm-hmm. I'm about to contact public libraries. Look at my letter that I'm about to send, you mm-hmm. know, to the Carolina libraries. Um, what do you guys think? Do you see of any areas that I could improve on? And so I'm very transparent. You know, I'm, I'm ready to learn and yes. criticism, mm-hmm. feedback, constructive feedback, whatever you want to call it. Just give mm-hmm. me some words <laughs> that mm-hmm. can help me grow um, because I've realized that I cannot do any of this stuff alone. No, no, we can't. It has to, we have to have a tribe to help us for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. And so with you, with the, with the share of the joy, you also though have your following in all of these different places. So you've got to tell people your website is off the chain. Like, Aww, the, like you've you. got, you've got such a wealth of knowledge there that people can connect with you. Thank you. Um, and so tell them like to tell everybody that's on the Jen Lowry writes podcast, like how do they find you? So of course, Amazon. Yes. You guys are going to go uh, share the joy and check mm-hmm. out Kimberly's book. I would really guys, y'all know that anytime I have someone on the podcast, I truly believe it is spirit led that the Lord is connecting us with people, with experts, just with joys. Um, and Kimberly is that. And so I say, go to share the joy on Amazon and pick up Kimberly Morgan's book. And I always say, leave reviews too, because they're, they're so meaningful to us. Like authors, we love that. We, yes. we, want, <laughs> we value reviews. We do. Um, and so your review is coming from me. And as you can tell, you know, it's going to be a five-star glowing review. Well, thank you. Um, and I just, and tell them about your website. So give them all your links and I'm going to put them on there too. So they'll have them. Awesome. Yeah. My website is doallthingswithjoy.com. Um, and you can follow me at do all things with joy on Facebook and Instagram. So that's kind of the best way I'm on uh, LinkedIn as well with the same handle, do all things with joy. And on, uh, YouTube, you can find me at Kimberly Joy Morgan. So, um, I do have a share the joy video vlog, you know, that I do every week on Fridays. And so the episodes are loaded and you can kind of see the past. It's almost been two years and I have never missed a week. So God has been so good in that, um, for almost two years, I've been coming each week with another health tip. So those are ways in which to connect with me um, live. And I do, I am a responder. So it's one of those individuals, like if you're, you leave a message, I will get back to you. <laughs> and, and you've branded yourself, you know, it's just beautiful. The Thanks. do all things with joy, like that covers the, not just the health and well-being, but your spiritual health. Yes. Like it, that. 
spiritual component. So, it, so you just, that holistic approach. To it has to be that way. Mm-hmm. There's it, no other way, in my opinion. <laughs> so I just, and I love that. And did you have that brand vision at the very beginning as an author and a health coach, or did you kind of oh, craft that goodness, as you go? Oh, no, I, no, that is, it's really funny. When I first started out, my name was Chet Health and Wellness. And so Chet is the Hebrew symbol for life, right? So then I was like, no, that's not quite doing it. And I became my Kimberly's Joy because Kimberly Joy Morgan was taken on the internet. Uh-huh. And, okay. and so I was like, my, so people used to say like, that's my Kimberly or whatever. Like they would, they would kind of claim me in that way. And so I was like, okay, well, my Kimberly's Joy. And it just never clicked with me. And one day I remember I was saying something to someone. I said, well, you know, you got to do every, all things with joy. And I was like, wait a minute, what did I just say? And it, it's like, <laughs> Let me go write that down for forget that. Exactly. And I immediately <laughs> called um, one of the, the gentlemen who does my, my um, kind of like my hosting and all of that. And I said, I need you to see if this is available, please. And it was. And I was like, I need that. And so that was how it started. And then, of course, I hired someone to create kind of my web presence and did the whole branding colors and, you know, all of that kind of good stuff became part of just, um, you know, wanting to have a presence that uh, it was very interesting because my husband is an executive for a, a company and we would go on business trips and they were like, oh, you're a health coach. They were like, well, can you send me to your website? And I, and I had website shame. I literally had website shame. And I was like, I have to hire someone to really represent who I am, what I'm about, and and put the information out in a way that I feel like I want someone. I'm like, yes, go to my website. And so that was one of my projects in the year. I think it was 2017. That was like my, my project. And I finished the website. And then that became something where I was then proud to tell people, sure, go to my website. Well, it's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. It's absolutely beautiful. But just your whole presence is beautiful. Your spirit is lovely. Thank you. And I just, I'm just so thankful that, I don't want to say I'm thankful that, that things happen to you with CDF. That's not where I'm going. <laughs> but I'm just so thankful that you share out your passion and your love for people and your love for their health in the way that you do. Because it's from such an authentic place. Thank you very like, much. Like, I truly feel that. And I'm just, I'm so glad that I have your book. And it's going to change not only my life, but the life of my family and the people in my circle. And I'm sharing it out all over social media. Amen. And I'm saying <laughs> to my teacher friends at school, guys, you've got to check out this book. Um, because I do, I do see the crisis that mm-hmm. we're living in in today's yes. society and I see it and, and I know that I have a lot of work to do too, but I feel like now that I have found you, I have the beginnings of that, the resource that I need. Well, that's great. Thank you. you just made my night. Thank well, you. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm truly serious. And I just, I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast and, and just sharing everything. Um, and just being so transparent with the listeners too, because we're all authors. We're trying to make it and do yes, it, you know, do our yes. and, and walk it with the Lord, and and just really, you know, follow the paths that He's leading us on, and mm-hmm. and whatever it is that we're writing, and, exactly. and trying to inspire and encourage people along the way. So I think we're all in this one together. We are definitely. Yeah. Yes. Uh, is, would you like to share your favorite Bible verse with everybody? Sure. Um, it's a, it's a longer one. It's um, oh, second, second Corinthians nine, eight through 15. And I really like the message version of it. Okay. Um, so would you like for me to read it? Or? Yes, please. Okay. Please. All right. So God can pour on the blessings in astonishing ways so that you're ready for anything and everything. More than just ready to do what needs to be done. As one psalmist puts it, he throws caution to the winds, giving to the needy in reckless abandon. His right living, right giving ways never run out, never wear out. This most gracious God who gives seed to the farmer that becomes bread for your meals is more than extravagant with you. He gives you something you can then give away which grows into full-formed lives, robust in God, wealthy in every way, so that you can be generous in every way, producing with us great praise to God. 
Carrying out this social relief work involves far more than helping meet the bare needs of poor Christians. It also produces abundant and bountiful thanksgiving to God. This relief offering is a prod to life at your very best, showing your gratitude to God by being openly obedient to the plain meaning of the message of Christ. You show your gratitude through your generous offerings to your needy brothers and sisters and really towards everyone. Meanwhile, moved by the extravagance of God in your lives, they'll respond by praying for you in passionate intercession for whatever you need. Thank God for this gift, his gift. No language can praise it enough. Amen. Amen. All right, Kimberly, if you could just pray for our listeners and we'll close out the podcast at this late evening. (laughs) (laughs) You know it. Thank you, Father God, so, so much for everyone right now that's listening to this podcast. We just want to thank you for Jen Lowry writes and for her vision, Father God, to just bring inspiration and equipping the writers that are listening and the individuals who come to hear Father God. We thank you for their lives, for their ability to write their stories, to be vulnerable enough to tell them, Father God, because we know that every person is an inspiration to someone and that we just walk in that, Father. We thank you for the opportunities, Lord God, that you place before us. And we ask that our lives just be a living sacrifice of praise to you. In Jesus' name, thank you, Yeshua. Amen. Amen. All right, so we challenge you to go out and write something inspiring today and share it with the world. Thanks for joining us on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day. Thanks again, Kimberly. Thank you. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.